chapter 42, 7 through 10. We're going to start. We're going to talk about his prayer life and how it affects our prayer life and what God has in store and why God sends people to certain people for prayer. Let's all stand. After the Lord had said these things to Job, he said to Elpaz the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourself. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer and not deal with with you according to your folly. You have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz, the Temanite, Bildad, the Shumite, and Zophar, the Namathite, did what the Lord told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. After Job has prayed, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord made him prosperous again and gave him twice as much as he had before. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this message and your word. We say this in your name. Amen. I kind of found out when you start talking about Shumite, this and that. I have four different things. I have a dictionary that talks to you. I have two different programs from Life Bible College that will speak the Bible to you. And then I have one that's just out there in left land. And you know what? I said, well, I want to get these words right, you know. So I put on all three things I had, and guess what? There's all three different how they pronounce it. So this just goes to show you, when you're going to do this, you, probably, you, can announce, you can pronounce it any way you want, and you'll be right. So, but what bad is, you're sitting there trying to think, well, which one should I do? Which one should I do? It kind of messes you up a little bit. But it was amazing. I, I had the dictionary said one way. My one tape said one way. My CD said another way. I went, oh, man, this is no help. And then I asked my wife. She said it completely different. So, so anyway. So you know what? We're going to talk about our prayer life along with Job. You know, someone calls the church and leaves a desperate message on our recorder in there. It says, please pray for my family. We're going through marital problems. You know what? Or if you're out line. Now, this has happened to us when we used to go to Promise Keepers. You're, you're, like you're, at, you're in line someplace and somebody just walks up to you and said, can you pray for me? My mother's real sick. You know, uh, did you, ever, did you ever wonder why people ask you to pray for them? It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. You know what? Can you remember? How about this one? This happened to me before. Have you ever remember a time where somebody will ask you to pray for them? And you said, okay, I will. Then you leave and your schedule gets so busy that you forget to pray for them? Happens to all of us. You know what? When you think of great people of prayer in Scripture, who do you think of? Abraham, Moses, David, Elijah, Daniel, the Apostle Paul, Jesus. Yeah, that's it. You probably probably don't add Job to your list. But you know what God did? God knew. God recognized that Job was a great man of prayer. The book of Job begins with him interceding for his children. It ends him interceding for his friends. And in between was all that mess at the hands of Satan, you know, now, this is the second part. I did a, a, a two-part thing on this. The first part was, why does God let good things happen, I mean, bad things happen to good people? And that's what we're trying to explain in that. And then it was his prayer life I thought was important. 
when I was, when I was putting this together, when Pastor Dean called me, I had something planned. I, I was going to preach on being overzealous for the Lord. Tiny smile at me. You know what? You, you, you can be overzealous. You know what? We have people in Celebrate Recovery. You know what? Now, I know God can heal anybody anytime he wants to, but he doesn't. But I know people, that get, they just get so wrapped up in God and the Bible, they think they don't have a problem anymore. Or they forget what God wants you to do with your family. They kind of bypass what their family. You know what? So it's, it's good to be zealous for the Lord. You know what? But, but it's, it's, it's not good. Okay? Uh, and that's not what I'm preaching on today. So I just want to give you about what we're doing. You know what? I was reading the last chapter on Job on Friday in here in the office when I was uh, preparing this sermon on Job's hard question. And I hate this when this happens. God challenged me on my prayer life. I hate it. I don't hate it. I can't say that. You God is correct. Yeah, my flesh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I, love you, I love you too. You know, and uh, it got me thinking. You know what? Uh, and I'm going to tell you some questions that came to my mind, and this is, I think, how God uh, challenged me on it. He said, when God sees someone in need of prayer, where does he send them? Does he send them to you? Is your prayer life such that God can trust you to send somebody in your life he wants you to pray for? That's what was going on with Job's three friends. They needed prayer. So what did God do? He sent them to Job for prayer. And, and let's look at let's look at 42.8. And this is God telling him, so now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourself. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. You have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job had. Why did, why did God send him to Job? Well, we can look, we can look at chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. It said, the land of Oz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he, owed, he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all people of the East. You know what? When it means to be a person of prayer, that's a tough thing for God. You know what? There were several, several things in, in this scripture that tells you why that God respected Job. He, first, he was a man. He was blameless. He was upright. He feared God. He shunned evil. He was a father. He was wealthy. He was a great man, one of the greatest. This was God's estimate of his character. 
And when God estimates the character of a man, guess what? He's always right. He's always right. And you can't fool him. Job was a, uh, Job was a godly man who served God and feared God, yet he was not exempt from suffering. You know what? I'll tell you right now, just because we're in here in church and you're, you know, just our prayer request today, you know what? We're not exempt from suffering. I think God uses suffering to teach us something. I mean, you know, he, didn't have to, he doesn't have to let anybody suffer. You know, he doesn't have to let anybody suffer. But he does. I think it's, it's to learn something. You know what? Our status before God is very important. You know what? Just in two verses alone, he said uh, Job was his servant four times in verses 7 through 8. He's my servant. He's my servant. He's my servant. Would God say that of us? Yes, I hope so too. I'm his servant. I'm his servant. Uh, Job was a godly man who served God and feared God. Knowing God, serving God, and loving God, like I said, is not, you're not going to get exempt from pain or suffering. In spite, in spite of intense suffering, in spite of his questions to God, God still recognized him as his servant Job. God said, my servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer. This was Job standing in status before God. Our status for God and our standing in Christ allows us the privilege to approach the throne of grace and power. Amen? What, are, what is our status before God and our standing in Christ as a believer? <coughs> Excuse me. We have been washed and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Excuse me. We are new creatures in Christ, we are children of God, and we are saints in Christ Jesus. God had confidence that if he sent someone to Job and need a prayer, that Job would pray for them. E.M. Bounds, which is an author on prayer, says, Almighty, Almighty God knew his servant Job as a man of prayer, and he could afford to send these friends of Job to him to pray in order to carry out and fulfill his plans and purposes. God has plans and purposes for everybody he sends for prayer. He has a reason. He has a reason that he sends them to you. And you, ha you have to be really faithful in prayer. You have to believe your prayer works. Don't pray for somebody and then walk away and never think about it again. You have to be passionate. I was telling Pastor Dean that you know, what we sit up here, and I sit up here, and people come up and get annoyed with oil, and I used to pray for them, you know. And it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. And God told me one day, you know what? You need to become passionate when you pray. You're going to pray for somebody to be healed. You best be very passionate that God's going to heal them. And I, I know God can heal them. I've saw it happen. I've been there. But you know what? When you're praying for somebody, you know, you get a long line here. It's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know what? And then God told me, I was praying for somebody, and God told me, you better be passionate. 
you better be passionate. And my dad hurt himself, and he was old, and he broke his, his, his hip. And, you know, he was, he was over 80 years old, and he figured that was it. You know, well, he was, they had him pinned, put him in his chair. He was, they were throwing a ball. He fell out of the chair, and he broke his leg again. And so they had x-ray there, and we were in there waiting for them to see what they were going to do. I went and prayed for him. My, now, my, my sisters, they're, they're Catholic. That's how I was brought up. And they kind of took two steps back because, you know, you, you pray to Holy Mary or whoever, you know, Mother Mary or whatever it is in Catholic, I forgot. It's been a while. You know what? You don't pray directly to God. That's what the whole point is. I prayed over my dad. They came in. They brought a machine in to take another picture of him to know what they were going to do. Doctor walked back and about 10 minutes later and said, oh, the machine must have been busted because there's nothing wrong with his hip. I had both x-rays. I brought them to church. So, I know, you know, so God can do it. But you, you gotta, and that was after God told me to be passionate. So in your prayers, just be passionate when you pray. Now, what's really good is the, the, on this in Job is that he accepted Job's prayer. I forgot to put my little in here because I was trying to get everything done in a day. It said that uh, the, the Lord told him the Lord accepted Job's prayer, Job's prayer. Isn't it great to know that God accepts our prayers? Can you imagine what kind of mess we'd be in if God didn't accept our prayer? Oh, man. Oh, I don't, oh, man. I'd be a mess. I mean, I'm a mess now, but I'm, I'm a good mess with the Lord. But if he didn't accept our prayers, man, you know, my kid, my kid, my young daughter that was in drugs, might be dead right now. God answered my prayer for her. And I, you know, I'm, I'm just thankful that God answers our prayer. Now, here's, here's the point. The Lord accepts us and then our prayers. No man comes to the Father except through Christ. So you have to be accepted. Christ has to accept you as a godly person to, to accept you and accept your prayers. You know what? When we intercede, God not, doesn't only bless those who we are praying for, but he turns around and blesses us. Right. Amen? What a great thing. So I have a list. I have a list of stuff that I've been praying for. So everybody wants prayer today, just come up here, line up, I want to pray for you so I can get those blessings answered. Except for you, Donald. Now, note that it was after Job prayed for his friends that God restored his fortunes at the end. God saw that Job's suffering had not caused him to become so self-absorbed that he could not pray for others. He prayed for others even while he was still grieving and unanswered questions had not caused him to give up on God or prayer. You know, how many, how many people do you hear of because things aren't going right? And I've heard this when, uh, talking to men when we're counseling. Well, you know what? Well, he wants, they want to make a deal. Have you noticed everybody wants to make a deal with God? You know, well, if, if you do this for me, I'll do this. 
Well, God, let me get, let me get the mega bucks and I'll build the church. Always a reason. But you know what? Job didn't do that. Have you noticed? You read, you read everybody's familiar with, with, with the, the book of Job. He didn't, he didn't. I mean, look what he went through. His health, lost his wealth, lost his children. And when, some, they, when God sent him to have his friends prayed for, even though they accused him unjustly, he prayed for them. Obedience. Obedience. Amen. That's what's very important. You've got to be obedient too. See, Job's a great book. It's a great book. It has probably every lesson that you want. You know? You know? And, and, and everybody, going back to why, why does he let bad things happen to good people? You know what? If we knew that answer, we'd have 10,000 people in this church because we could tell them everything that was going on. You see, you would see cameras back here in the, the corner, Pastor Dean. He wouldn't have any podcasts. Uh, he'd be on TV. But we don't know why, why God does what he does. Just like in healing and being an addict. We don't understand. I mean, he can heal. We had, I had a brother in here on Celebrate Recovery, a pastor, said that he was doing drugs since he was 12 in the, in the bad side of L.A. Doing drugs, doing drugs. When he was 18 years old, they were going to go buy some more drugs. And across the, the ha- street from the house where he's buying drugs was a church. For some reason, he wanted to see what the inside of a church looked like. He walked in the church and he said he never did drugs again. Boom. He's pastoring now. Amen. So God can heal us, but he doesn't. Like I said, we don't know why. Usually there's a lesson he wants to learn. You know, there was a couple of things that I prayed for that God never answered and never answered. Like, man. Well, I went through some stuff. And at the end of the stuff, I said, oh, God, yes, thank you. I needed to see this because it helped me down the road in my ministry. There's a, there's a reason that God does it, you know. Now, you know what? It was after God, like I say, he, after he prayed, he was restored more than he had. God really blessed him because he was obedient. He prayed, and he, and he was a man of God, no matter what you went through. You know, and this, this is something we need to tell everybody. No matter what you go through, Stay faithful. Believe in God. And, you, and it's hard to do sometimes when you go through stuff. Right, Tiny? Just say, okay, God, it's in your hand. There, there, and I've heard Tiny say this. There's a reason. There's a reason. There's always a reason God has. But God always will take something bad and make it good. Amen? And it might take a little bit longer than we think it should. You know, but time to God is not our time. Amen? Now, why do you have to be a man of God or a person of God to pray for people? It says, I want, every, every, I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer without anger or disputing. I'm jumping all around, so I'm trying to get down here. You know what? For Job's three friends, Job simply prayed for them. God heard, accepted, and answered Job's prayer. Now, you know what? The Apostle Paul, 
modeled the same attitude when he was imprisoned in Rome. His prison letters are filled with prayers for other believers. Listen, listen to what Paul writes in Philippians 1, 9 through 11. And this is my prayer, that you love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. You know what? He was in, he was in prison writing these letters. That's because he was Christ-centered. He wasn't self-centered. And Christ doesn't like self-centered because if he was self, if he if he relied on being self-centered, then he'd be a codependent of your self-centeredness. I got that from Celebrate Recovery. <laughs> so you know what? If if we become self-centered, God will not bless us because, like I said, if He blessed us, that means we'd be codependent on our self-centeredness. It is completely contrary to his nature. Because God doesn't want us to be self-centered. He, does, he desires us that we be Christ-centered and others-orientated in spite of our situation. You know what? You do ministry. When you're praying for people, this is what you get. You, you can't be, you got to be Christ-centered and you got to be other people-centered. You know, worried about Tiny and his truck and his, and his ministry and his truck about Gail and his fam- her family, you know. We have, we have to be other people orientated, no, no matter what we're going through. You know what? And I know it's tough sometimes. I know it's tough sometimes to pray when you're alive or you're just going through a bad time. You know, from, when my father passed away, God didn't give me a time out. You know, when he was sick, I was up in the hospital, and every time I turned around, there was a nurse coming, getting me to go pray for somebody else. You know, God doesn't give you a time out. And that was very hard to do. You know, my dad passed away, and I came up to talk to Pat and, and Pastor Dean. Uh, walking out, somebody wanted me to pray for them and their family. It's just something you have to do. You know, so I, I pray. Even when it's hard, you need to keep praying. And that's the best way to be uh, Christ-centered and be others-centered, other people-centered. So it's a... You know what? what? No. What are you going to do the next time somebody asks you to pray for them? It's not a coincidence that God has sent somebody in your life to pray for. You know what? He uh, he actually he wants you to be a partner with him. See, he has plans for, for this person that he sends in your life to pray for. He want, he, he's going to do something in his life, and you know what? We should feel honored that God blessed, that God has chosen us to pray for this person to be more or less God's partner in what he wants this person to do or how he wants him to go in the direction, you know. Uh, S.D. Gordon said, The greatest thing anyone can do for God and man is pray. It's not the only thing, but it's the chief thing. The great people of earth are the people who pray 
I do not mean those who talk about prayer, nor those who say they believe in prayer, nor yet those who can explain about prayer, but I mean those people who take time and pray. You know, people, I know a lot of people tell me about prayer. Uh, they can go on and on and on and on, you know, but I kind of know for a fact that they don't pray every day. So, what do you say? You can know about prayer, you can talk about it, but you better be doing it. That's what God looks for. Now, you know what? Job was such a man. Now, yeah, we'll be such a person. There's a lot of people that needs prayer. You know what? Other believers, other believers need our prayer too. Amen. Your pastor needs our prayers. Amen. Missionaries need our prayers because we have Missionary Sunday. They need our prayer every day. We need to keep them armored up. We need to pray for them every time we turn around. Because they are, this is easy. What we do here is easy. Go go to another land where it's illegal and be a missionary. If you don't believe me, ask Mary Lou. Mary Lou can tell you all about the mission field. Uh, we need to keep them prayed up. Persecuted believers, they need our prayer big time. Yes. Amen? There's a lot of Christians being persecuted right now, even in the States. That's not a over in Europe type of thing. Our political leaders need our prayers. Amen. Amen. Man, what? It's scary. It's scary what they come up with. Then, especially the lost need our prayers. Amen. When someone asks you to pray for them, that's God inviting you to join Him in what He's doing up there in His life. Amen. Remember that. Let's close in prayer. Lord God, we we want to be to you as as our character and, and being a, a person that prays. And uh, we want you to, to use us, Lord God. When there's someone that needs to be prayed for, Lord, we want us to be on we want ourselves to be on your list of things, Lord God. Lord, we want to be your partner, Lord. We want to bless people. No matter we won't don't want to blame you, Lord, if something's going bad in our life, we just want to lean on you even more, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for the blessing that you bestow on us, Lord God. Our eyes are always on you. We'll always be on you, Lord God. We just pray this in your name. Amen.